Back Porching Podcast is brought to you in part by Legacy Now. Legacy Now is a ministry I lead that exists to serve those that serve others, primarily in the student ministry space. If I can serve you and for more information about my ministry or to connect with me on social media, you can find more information at LegacyNow.me. That's LegacyNow.me. Hey there, friend. Welcome back to the podcast, or welcome to the podcast. Hope you're doing all right. Uh, it's a late April evening. Uh, beautiful day today here in Georgia. Obviously, we're still in the middle. If you're listening uh, not too long after this post, uh, we're still in the middle of the pandemic. It's been a fascinating season. Had a few friends over in the porch, quite a few uh, virtual meetings. But it's uh, it's been a fascinating season walking through everything, talking to friends and family and um Gosh, you know this, just, just this feeling right now of uh, fear, maybe, wonder what's going to happen. There's just a lot of unknown right now with the future. And I wanted to take a minute uh, in this podcast and really just take a, a few seconds. Some of my friends have talked to me a little bit about um, navigating this with students and how do you navigate this season with others. And so I wanted to give you a couple ideas and a couple thoughts um, for me personally and things I've learned from others. And before I do that, let me, let me read you something. This is from uh, Psalm 16, and uh, this is old David writing. And you've heard some of these verses before. Maybe you've heard all of them. But uh, I just I, I got stuck on this recently, and I keep looking at it. You're just thinking about everything going on in the world right now. Most, uh, so this is Psalm 16. I'm going to start in verse 7. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I've set the Lord also before me, because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad, and the whole and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I just, gosh, I've been thinking about what David was writing here. Just this idea of... Um, I'm thankful for God who gives me direction. Uh, you instruct me. I'm going to set you before me, God. And because you're right beside me, I'm not going to be shaken. My heart is glad. My being rejoices. My my whole flesh, my body is secure. My heart is secure. And you're not going to leave me. In fact, you've made known to me the path. And this comes after he talks about those who abandoned God in the psalm previous to this. But I... I've just been stuck on these verses, just thinking so much about uh, thanking God in the midst of struggle, that he's with me, he instructs me, and that he makes known to us the path. And I just want to encourage you with that. Wherever you are, I hope that you will consider David's words, that uh, his wisdom is, is, is deep here. Um, we could unpack those verses for a long time. But I've just been stuck on those. I want to re- just to read those to you and encourage you with that a little bit. Um, you know, the last verse is verse 11. We've heard a ton. You've made known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And just that thought. Obviously Christ is at the right hand of God. But this, that, that gosh, God, you have good things for us. And even though right now uh, things are, are crazy, this is not it. This is not home. This is not the final destination. 
and that God, you have good things in store. You know, we can hold on to that. As a follower of Christ, you can hold on to that hope that comes in Christ. And that's really a word I wanted to dwell on tonight, the word hope. Uh, I, I think hope is a fascinating thing. The absence of hope brings darkness. The uh, hope of hope, if you want to say it that way, or the desire for hope, or the knowledge of hope, uh, breeds light, breeds things in your heart that are healthy and are good. But when you have no hope, gosh, I, I say this all the time, but I just don't know how you live in this world without the hope of Christ. I just don't. And if you watch the news, I've kind of quit watching the news a lot because it's just so sad and so depressing. It's just so hard to dwell in this world. Even the last couple of weeks, I've had some friends navigate some really, really hard things um, with close friends, just sickness and death and hurt and abuse and addiction. And um, just listening and being a friend, you can lose hope quickly in this world. And if you're not clinging to Jesus and you're not clinging to the cross, I, yeah, oof, this life gets really hard. And even when you do, it doesn't make it easy. So I don't know how you do it without him. <laughs> Because it's hard enough as it is with him. So I just want to challenge you a little bit with the hope. The hope we have in Jesus. And I think that's a passionate thing as a follower of Christ. We need to keep developing is hope. The hope of a future. The hope of forever. The hope of the fact that Christ is always at our side. He's always advocating for us. It's one of my favorite things I've ever heard, uh, and I've said this before on a podcast, I think, but uh, many years ago I was at a men's conference, and uh, this incredible speaker got up and shared this really amazing message that really penetrated my heart that day, but he said something I'd never heard before in the way that he said it, and I'm sure I'd heard a version of it, but he said something about the cross. He said, you know, the, the mysterious thing about the cross for most of us is the cross is a one-time event. We go to it when we need to become a Christian and we need to ask for forgiveness and we want to begin a relationship with God and we leave it there. And he painted a picture of we should wake up every day and crawl to the cross. And, th and this man was further on in life and he said, you know, it's a mystery to me is that the cross goes deeper in my life every day. Because every day I wake up with more sin that I carried with me. And every day the grace of God goes deeper. And the cross of Christ goes deeper in my life. And I have the hope that the payment on the cross, the, the moment of the cross, the substitution on the cross, gives me the grace I so desperately need but I don't deserve. And I have hope. I have hope for heaven and a future for, forever because of what happened on the cross, because of what Jesus has done for me. So wherever you are as a believer, if you, if you are a follower of Christ, I just want to challenge you to cling to that hope. If you don't have it, I challenge you to find it because it's life-changing. On that note, just a couple thoughts of walking through this the, with others and with yourself. Uh, one, I, I think there's a couple things to think about. One the practical thing is just be present. You don't have to have all the answers, but just be present. Just be available. Uh, for me, what that looks like, I'm trying to do a weekly Zoom with uh, the teenage dudes and just check in with them and just see their face and uh, tell stories and hang out. And uh, I'm not wanting that to be a necessarily... Uh, sometimes we've had some really deep conversations, but sometimes we just hang out. And that's cool with me. Because what I want them to remember is that during this time we were together. 
we talked about it. We prayed together. We were we were in this moment together. We we sought community with each other, and then we had people we could talk to. And that's what they're going to remember. And so that's been huge for me. I try to do a little text check in every now and then uh, with them just to see how they're doing personally and just. Teenagers don't like to text a whole lot, so I'm not doing that a ton. I'll do that every now and then, but just a little check-in every now and then. You know, just, hey, how you doing? Checking in. You doing all right? And um, I think those are the things you can uh, keep doing. The other thing is is think about things you can look forward to. Like we're talking about a game night. As soon as we can all get together, we're going to hang out and play board games and just chill. And I can't wait for that night. Uh, talking about when we can start having group together again. And just things like that breed hope. And uh, don't forget to talk about the things that, that you can look forward to. And uh, at the same time, be honest. You know, when you're present, you don't have to just be all roses. I mean, this is a hard time. And some people are going through some hard things. And so there's no reason to hide from it. Just be honest. Presence is a massively important thing. Just being present. Just being available. And just being around and letting them know that you're here for them. And uh, especially with teenage guys, it's, you know, guys and girls are wired so differently. But with guys especially, um, you can't expect them to always reach out. But you want them to know you're there. And you want to keep making them know that you're around and you care. And if they do need someone to talk to, hopefully you know that they can reach out to you. And if they don't, don't be discouraged. It's okay. It doesn't mean you're a failure or doing a bad job. But there might be a time you never know. They might not. But just be available. And just keep checking in and making sure you let them know you're there for them, you're praying for them, you care about them. You're going to get through this. That, that's one thing to think about is just the presence. The other thing I think that's been really interesting for me to, to watch other people do it and just in my own life is um, just really not abandoning uh, the, the usual stuff. Meaning like just don't drop it all. There needs to be some type of comfort and hey we're we're doing this and so we're meeting every week so we're going to keep meeting every week or uh, things you talk about or things you do don't abandon all the usual stuff because um, sometimes that provides a needed comfort that some people need and can even look forward to that's an interesting thing some of us are worried but we don't like that and some people love that and crave that and i think it's knowing the people in your group i got a couple deep thinkers in my group right now so I'm trying to think about ways to help those dudes, um, thinking about some questions to ask or some things to do to help those guys um, stay involved. And uh, you never know. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, one guy was in his room with his lightsaber toy and the other one was in another, and they were fake fighting each other on Zoom. And I'm just laughing, going, this is awesome. I love this. I'm never going to forget that moment. That's hilarious. And as much as I wanted to talk about serious things, I love that. I love that they can jump on and goof off and kid around with each other. That's amazing. I'm very happy about that. Honestly, I love that. I, I don't want that to, to not be available for them. I want them to have fun and to enjoy each other's company. At the same time, um, the next week we had a really serious, deep conversation. And I thought, wow, this is, <laughs> just never know what's going to happen. And that's part of doing small group, really. But uh, don't abandon the, the common or the usual unless you have to. Try to provide a little bit of normalcy or comfort in that too. Um, the other thing um, that's interesting for me to think about is just keep asking questions. And that's a, gosh, that is a, that is hard work with teenagers because you get a lot of one word answers, but just keep asking questions because questions make you think. 
So even if they don't have an answer, that's okay. Just ask questions. Hey, what's God teaching you right now? In the middle of all this, what's God teaching you in quarantine? Uh, one of the questions I've been asking a lot is, how, how's it going with your family? You, you're with them all the time now. Are you okay? And the answers have been fascinating. And I love that. But I want them to know. Like, I want them to be thinking about how am I treating my family? I'm around them way more than I usually am. Or, or vice versa. And just to give them space to be able to talk about that kind of stuff. And that, know there's a safe place for them to, to process things. I... Uh, had a friend recently who was we were he was over here on the porch and hanging out. We were talking about um, just what's going on in the world, and uh, we were watching the draft. And I just, I, gosh, the draft is such an amazing thing, and uh, the NFL draft because it was uh, hope of sports. <laughs> I watched way too much of it because I love sports and I, I needed some hope, and it was great. And I loved it every minute of it. But what's really cool this year was watching these guys uh, this year because it was a virtual draft, watching these guys in their homes with their family celebrate one of the most important moments of their life. And it really struck me that in this season we're in right now, in this time of our, of our world, um, things are different. Things are new. Instead of seeing you know, a 300-something pound dude come out from the back and bear hug the commissioner, you saw them hugging their parents and high-fiving their family. And... Uh, very different at the same time man you have opportunities to make moments even now even in this space whatever that looks like you can make a moment you can create something special uh, with technology or with whatever to be able to reach people and connect to people and let them know uh, you're around and you're available there's so many really fascinating things about this but we were talking about the the fact that for some of us um, you know the quarantine thing has been crazy. There are people who are stir crazy and there are people who are as happy as they can be. They're just happy to not have to go somewhere all the time or just chill or whatever. And uh, we're all wired differently with that. But I do think something to think about right now is to um, consider, especially with your small group, how do you uh, create space that honors both of those kinds of people? Create space that gives them hey it's okay you'll get through it or hey that's cool enjoy it whatever that is and I don't know if that makes sense or not but just really thinking about your audience and thinking about where they're at and how they operate and uh, the, the stir crazy people need to know that they're going to get through it and one day we're going to hang out again and the the, the homebodies need to know hey this is cool enjoy it but we're going to hang out again someday too <laughs> and just trying to create both to be sensitive to all that because typically we lead from how we're wired we don't always think about that other person. So think about how you are right now and don't assume that the people in your group are the same way or that things are going the same way they are for you. Uh, the other crazy thing to be aware of right now is there's a lot of adult pressure right now because of the economy, because of job stuff, because of the unknown, uh, that students just aren't in that world. Most of them don't talk to their parents about it. They're not super aware of it. They're not tuning into it. And so you can't operate and talk about this uh, pandemic in a way that they're going to totally get it when you talk about the adult things going on. You can mention it or talk about it, or if they bring it up, totally talk about it. But there's a thing about what's going on that's very adult to a degree, the effects of this. They're just seeing no school. They're seeing no sports. They're seeing 
a lot of the other things, but they're not seeing the whole picture that adults always see about it. And you've got to be aware of that when you talk to them about it, because you might be putting burdens on them that they're not even aware of, or they're not thinking about. And so it's part of that's just being aware of who your students are and where they're at and how they process things. And, um, you know, the reality is most of them are not super tuned in to what's going on day to day with the virus. They're just know that they don't have school. And when can I get out? And when can I go somewhere? Or when does practice start? Or whatever that is. So just be aware of that. And that's your audience. And as you're talking to them or hanging out with them. Again, that doesn't mean you shouldn't talk about things. You just got to think about talking about it in a way that relates to them in their world. Again, I I do want to land on this. No matter what you do, you have to land on hope. Just don't let the darkness win. Because it won't. In the end, the darkness does not end when... So you've got to land on hope with your students and with yourself. And I would challenge you, and I know this has been personally challenging for me. um, Before you connect with your students, you need to make sure your heart's in a good place too. So make sure you're doing what David was talking about earlier, that you are taking time to get your heart right. And you come to them from a place of peace, really, and a place of hope. And that you can speak to them from there. I think that's an incredibly important thing for you to do as a leader. I know for me it's been challenging. A couple weeks ago we were about to have our group chat and I just had a hard day. and I just wasn't really there mentally and I had to take time and turn everything off and just go get on my knees and talk to God and just just confess and ask for his help. And we ended up having this incredible conversation that I had nothing to do with. And I was just thinking, God, thank you so much for showing up when my heart was heavy. And you just totally did an amazing thing tonight just creating space for guys to hang out and do life together for a little bit digitally. And I didn't really want to do that for a bit. I was just stuck on myself and things going on. And so I would just challenge you as a leader, uh, if you're going to give hope, you got to have hope. And so spend some time on your own really uh, cultivating that hope that only comes from knowing Jesus more and more and more. So that's a few thoughts from the porch tonight. Hope you're doing well. Look forward to talking to you next time.